The Voice Synthesis Business 2022 Update In the past few years, high-quality automated text-to-speech synthesis has effectively become a commodity, with easy access to cloud-based APIs provided by a number of major players. At the same time, developments in deep learning have broadened the scope of voice synthesis functionalities that can be delivered, leading to a growth in the range of commercially viable use cases. Today our podcast art Intel and me, Brian, the artificial intelligence voice, will take a look at the technology features and use cases that have attracted attention and investment in the past few years, identifying the major players and recent startups in the space. Today we read and listen the first part are researching. Introduction. Humans have been fascinated by the idea of making machines sound like humans for quite a long time, going at least as far back as Wolfgang von Kempelen's mechanical experiments in the second half of the 18th century. In the modern era, early attempts at computer-based speech synthesis were already appearing in the 1960s and 1970s, and the 1980s saw the arrival of the DE Talk system, familiar to many as the voice of Stephen Hawking. The outputs from early applications based on form and synthesis sounded too artificial to be mistaken for human speech and were generally criticized as sounding robotic. Subsequent products based on unit concatenation dramatically increased the naturalness of the synthesized speech, but still not enough to make it indistinguishable from real human speech, especially when uttering more than a few sentences in sequence. However, by the early 2000s, it was good enough to field telephony-based spoken language dialogue systems whose conversational contributions weren't particularly offensive to the ears. Things stepped up a notch with DeepMind's 2016 introduction of WaveNet, the first of the deep learning-based approaches to speech synthesis. The years since have seen the development of a wide range of deep learning architectures for speech synthesis, as well as providing a noticeable increase in the quality and naturalness of the voice output that can be produced. These have opened the door to a variety of new voice synthesis applications built on deep learning techniques. So, given the advances made over the past few years, what does the commercial voice synthesis market look like today? In this post, we look at the applications of the technology that are enticing investors and aiming to generate revenue, and identify the companies that are making news. The text-to-speech as a commodity. About the majors. If you're a developer building an application that needs a text-to-speech capability, you've never had it so good. Most of the big tech players who offer a suite of cloud-based NLP APIs include text-to-speech in their portfolios. Today, the state of the art is exemplified by synthesis using deep learning-based models, also commonly referred to as neural TTS, with output that is characterized by natural-sounding changes to pitch rate, pronunciation, and inflection. Many vendors also provide what they refer to as standard voices that use lesser quality concatenative synthesis at a lower cost. For example, at the time of writing, Amazon's Polly will generate synthetic speech for you at a cost of 16 US dollars per million input characters for neural voices. You can also use standard concatenative voices at 4 US dollars per million input characters. 
Google price matches with WaveNet voices at 16 US dollars per million characters and standard voices at 4 US dollars per million characters. Having deprecated their concatenative voices, Microsoft and IBM now appear to offer only neural TTS at 16 US dollars per million characters and 20 US dollars per million characters respectively. Although IBM's charging structure actually makes it cheaper than the others at lower volumes, in each case, unit costs drop as volume of usage increases, and all the vendors offer a fairly generous free tier before pricing kicks in. These numbers might make the services sound cheap to use. But, as an example, suppose that you're building an email reader. Bear in mind that an average email message is around 3,000 characters in length, so reading just one email using neural TTS will cost about 5 cents. That's going to mount up quickly if you get fond of having your entire mailbox read to you. About the choosing a voice. If you're in the market for this technology, how do you choose between the various offerings? The lack of significant price variation noted above suggests that cost isn't likely to be a major factor in making a choice between vendors. An important consideration, of course, is the quality of the output, so you'll want to try out each company's voices to see what they actually sound like. All the vendors have easy-to-access demos, some require you to create a free account, where you can paste in text and hear what it sounds like across a variety of voices and languages, typically with control over parameters like speed and pitch. Other considerations that might factor into your choice are the number and range of voices and languages supported by each vendor. At the time of writing, Microsoft appears to be in the lead with 217 neural voices across 119 languages, and Google in second place with 220 plus voices, 90 of which are neural, across 40 plus languages and variants. But every vendor's portfolio is growing over time. So those numbers may well be out of date by the time you read this, and someone else might be in the lead. You'll also want a voice that is a good fit for your application. For many languages, vendors will typically offer at least both a male and a female voice. Not surprisingly, the number of voices on offer depends on the size of the market. U.S. English is particularly well supported, Google offers 20 different U.S. English voices. Microsoft offers 15, Amazon offers 9, of which 3 are child voices, and IBM offers 7. Selecting a gender for your application's voice may carry the risk of reinforcing stereotypes. Currently, none of the big players offer what might be considered non-binary or gender-indistinct voices, but this is likely to change. Back in 2019, a team of Danish researchers developed a gender-neutral voice called Q. In 2020, Accenture collaborated with Seaproc to create SAM, a non-binary voice that was subsequently made available open source, and earlier this year, Apple announced that Siri would have a less gendered voice option in iOS 15.4. So we might expect to see explicitly gender-neutral offerings in the major's catalogs before too long. The specific characteristics of each voice will determine what fits best for any given context of use. Both Amazon and Microsoft offer voices that are optimized for news reading, reflecting the popularity of this use case.
Microsoft's description of its Chinese voices helps you along by noting that some voices are optimized for particular scenarios, such as customer service or story narrating. For some voices, you can even choose between a speaking style that is cheerful versus one that sounds more empathetic. Tomorrow we will return to our researching. Goodbye.